To live impeccably means to live without sin, but let's face it, we all fall short. However, a life of constantly missing the mark is where we find the chaos, the dysfunction, and we forego all of our results. I am your host, Amanda DiNardo, and I created this podcast as a safe space for you to begin this beautiful quest to live, learn, and lead a simply impeccable life. today. I just returned home from a trip to Nashville with my sister. We had such a great time together, you guys. Like We just laughed and talked about goals and masterminded about our businesses and talked about life and enjoyed some spa time, enjoyed some amazing meals at some amazing restaurants. We did enjoy some amazing country music with really talented artists. However, we did not hear any of this music at any of the typical party bars in Nashville. Like I was not expecting that at all. (laughs) That is not our scene, not our vibe. Certainly doesn't lend itself to living impeccably. Um, So we kind of steered clear from that area, but we were able to have some really cool conversations with some people just because of some of the restaurants had that communal type seating. So it was really fun. And one of the evenings we were, um, at, we asked this gentleman to take our photo because we were at this rooftop and we started chatting and he and his friends were kind of sitting nearby. So the conversation evolved to, you know, kind of questioning beliefs and or just chatting about beliefs. And this gentleman was talking about this, how he believed that marriage is just this social construct. So, of course, the coach in me, right, I had to just, you know, challenge him a little bit. <laughs> And he was so receptive and you could see the wheels turning. So I was, I'm glad that I, I spoke that out loud um, and challenged him to, to kind of think a little bit differently. And I think that this is why we have to question our beliefs because, and, and we have to watch our mind because there are so many beliefs that may really be keeping us from our most impeccable life. And, and we not only, you know, forego our most impeccable life when we don't watch our brain, So having a coach brain is so important because it also allows us to step into the discomfort. And that's what I wanted to dive into today. Stepping into the discomfort in terms of getting curious about beliefs, that's not easy to do. Like that takes energy, that takes time, that takes uh, moving through the dissonance, right? Because when we're challenging our own beliefs that we've believed for so long, there's definitely that like misalignment with our head and our heart that does not feel good. Discomfort does not feel good. Negative thoughts, negative human emotions. I mean, these aren't going away. (laughs) So avoiding them will only prolong the goodness that gets to come from moving through this this discomfort, right? But discomfort is, it's pain, it's embarrassment, it's loss, it's the, the trials, it's the missteps, it's the failures, it's being disciplined it's discomfort is is motivation right it's it's hard conversations it's stepping into something new it's heartbreak it's change all of these things are uncomfortable and we don't like that as humans all of that stuff sucks (laughs) it puts us in the cognitive dissonance like no best business honey we don't like pain embarrassment like we're not meant to like that but if we avoid all of these things you do not find the hope. 
I had this, this Brene Brown quote in my office. I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but when I was working at, as, at a high school um, as a school counselor, I remember reading Brene Brown's book, Daring to Lead, I believe. Um, and I remember just seeing this quote and wow, it like hit me right between the eyeballs. Like, like uh, it was actually maybe more like a dagger to the heart because I'm like, wow, we are really doing this. When we take away adversity from kids, we take away hope. So I allowed myself to meditate on this quote, on this statement, because it just hit me so hard. I didn't even read any further. I just like really allowed myself to meditate on this. Like, what is hope? Hope is trust. It's a feeling of expectation. It's a feeling of certainty. It's a feeling uh, that's directly connected to confidence. So when we take away adversity, when we take away discomfort, we take away confidence. We take away the, I can do this again. We take away the, um, the I've, I've moved beyond the crap and I found the lesson or the gift on the other side and I can do it again. I remember working at the school and it was a year where we piloted this like remedial online program. So essentially what kids were able to do with this program, what we were able to offer is um, being able to, to remediate and take a course over, but in an online setting. So it was basically this self-paced course that you could kind of breeze through some of the modules that you already knew and take the little quizzes and kind of just plug away, right? In theory, Okay, I got it. <laughs> but in real time, with students who are already failing a course or had a circumstance going on in their lives, sitting down to a computer without a direct instructor, without direct expectations or any of that, right? It's like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> it's like we're setting kids up for failure. I don't even like online courses, right? Like I'm really highly motivated. Obviously, if it's a if it's something I'm really passionate about, I'm all in. But like, if you just give me a re regular online course that I'm like not thrilled about, I am not gonna sit down and just like plug away at it. It's, I'm just gonna keep putting it off, right? Like that's human. So I'm certainly not judging our kids, right? Like this is human. This is what we would all do in these situations, right? So we were we got to this point where. It was senior year and a lot of kids were on the brink of failing, right? Like not necessarily failing, but maybe on the brink and, you know, people panicked and um, like foolishly, for lack of a better word, really, we were plucking kids out of their courses with teachers, with structure, with expectations, with support and plugging them into these online courses. So weeks would go by and there was no progress happening in these online courses and then it got to the point where we had to literally handhold and sit with kids as they completed these courses and got the passing grade. We put it on their transcript. They really didn't have to do anything except like sit there and answer the questions and get the D, right? Like, so great. They got the passing grade. They get to move on. But we took away uh, some adversity. We took away some skill building in this process of just plucking them from a course and putting them into this online course, which they weren't really doing until we held their hand to do it, right? So one of my seniors caught wind that this was happening and wanted 
to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> she was potentially going to fail her senior math course, which was a graduation requirement. And she's like, I need to do this online course thing, Mr. Naro. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, hold on. Time out. Because <laughs> I saw how this was all planning, panning out. Like I, again, in theory, fine. I could definitely see that this was going to happen. I had that foresight. And of course, it, that's exactly what was happening. So I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like this. I do not like this at all. Right? So... I reached out to the teacher, right? Of course, I'm not going to let this kid just fail. And I'm going to certainly advocate and put a plan together and support her in that way. But I'm not going to take it all away from her. She's got to show up for this, right? Like, I can't do it for her. This is not my life. I'm, like, this is her life. So I talked to the teacher and we put this plan in place where she was to stay after school on Wednesdays, come in early on Fridays. Uh, I think there was a couple assessments that he was going to waive, a couple uh, assignments he was going to waive. But he and I think he was going to allow her to make up a test, like redo a test. And then he, she just had to turn in everything in, in a pretty like diligent manner and an efficient manner and, and, you know, taking the time to maybe answer the questions correctly. Right. Like all she had to do was turn in the rest of the work for the rest of the time. So there was a couple things that she had to make up, a couple things that he waived, but she had to show up early. She had to stay later, all of which is uncomfortable. All of which requires energy, all of which requires us to like give ourselves that nudge to like, oh, I really want to go outside right now. It's May. It's beautiful. All my friends are out and I have to stay with this guy because I'm potentially failing. She also had to face the uncertainty of the grade for three weeks. Am I going to fail? Am I going to pass? Am I going to fail? She had to feel through all of that. And I kid you not. <laughs> We had such a great relationship. So she came back the next year and she had a circumstance within this circumstance of just lack of support with her family. There was definitely people in her corner, but, um, you know, there, there was some, a little bit of dysfunction going on in her home. So she came back and visited me the next year after she had graduated. So she's now like 19 and she was stepping in to a lot of discomfort that was going to get her to the next version of herself, to the next place in her life. And it wasn't going to be easy, but she was all for it. And I said, wow. And I just paused. And I'm like, you know what? What if, like, you, we just plucked you out of that course and put stuck you in an online course with everybody else? Like, do you feel like you would have felt capable enough? Like, didn't that diploma feel like, I really earned this that much more, right? And she's like, yes. Like, seriously, was like, thank God for that situation. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I, I, and I'm not saying that from an arrogant place of like, oh, look at, look at how I helped you, right? Like, I just wanted to reiterate the fact that she was strong, that she moved through that discomfort and that adversity, and she can do it again in her current situation that she was sharing with me a year after she had graduated. So powerful. It's so interesting how... The frustration over this like allowed me to step into discomfort and have some really, really hard conversations and then allowed me to really step into courage, which again, all of that is uncomfortable. Having courage, taking risks, having hard conversations, all uncomfortable. But this pain, this discomfort can morph into our power. The trials in our lives, our teachers, Discomfort gives us hope and trust for the future. We feel that in our soul. It builds us. It strengthens us. It prepares us. 
for the next season of our life, like it did for this young lady. It prepares us for that big Goliath moment. If we have not faced this before, if we have not moved through it, and we have not found the lesson or the gift on the other side, how, how do you expect me to show up for the next thing, right? And when you think about life, there is going to be good and bad constantly coming at us. But if we can master getting through discomfort, we find that growth quicker. So I want you to find that growth quicker. I want you to stop avoiding the discomfort because the goodness is not able to seep through when we're avoiding and hiding, when we're keeping ourselves from the adversity. Because on the other side of that is the hope, the trust, and the confidence. So I really want you to think, what discomfort am I avoiding? What discomfort am I putting off? And how can I step into that? And where do I think it's going to grow me? Where do I think it's going to strengthen me? How is that going to build me? So step into that discomfort today. And if you are interested in really being able to get to that next version of you, finding all of the growth and the passion and the purpose, I have plenty of availability for one-on-one -on -one coaching as we transition to this fourth quarter, which is wonderful. So if you are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you can check out my website, amandadonardo.com. Under the individual coaching tab, you'll find all of the information about what that would look like to work with me. And you can schedule a clarity call so you can really decide if this is what's best for you in moving forward in this season. Or you can enroll in my Simply Impeccable Coaching School. Enrollment is open at any time. You can join whenever you would like. You have access to 12 months of my course topics. Each month is different. There are four modules under each topic. There is live coaching every week. There is so much value and so much rapid growth that you are going to be like, yep, I know what she's talking about. I'm ready to coach other people now because this is powerful. So I would love to see you inside the Simply Impeccable Coaching School. I would love to support you one-on-one. -on -one. Please reach out if you have any questions. Contact me through my website or you can find me on Instagram, Amanda Snardo Coach. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Simply Impeccable podcast. To connect with me or to gain access to my transformative coaching, please visit my website, amandadonardo.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at amandadonardocoach. I cannot wait to connect with you, my friend, and support you on this impeccable and incredible journey.